0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. This week we have with us Angel Isaac. Angel is a comedian here in Cleveland where he was originally born. Uh, he moved to Lorraine where he currently resides in Lorraine. Do a lot of your work out in Lorraine yes. area also, right? Um, Thanks for coming on, man.
1: I appreciate you. Thank you for the invite.
0: Um, So basically, I guess... You know, like when you see a lot of the interviews with the comedians that are on and stuff like that, you get asked a lot of the same questions over and over. You're probably going to get asked a lot of those questions, but I want to change it up a little bit yeah. here and ask you some other things too, because you're involved in a lot of different things, not just comedy. Um But obviously, the, the the main question is, you know, what gets you interested in comedy? Were you funny when you were young? All that kind of thing. I mean, how how does that? How did you? Every comedian sounds like it's a little different how it how it begins for him, But how do you uh, go that direction?
1: Yeah, I love I love uh, hearing everybody's backstory. You know, and mine's uh, uh slightly different than most. Uh, but but I've heard some similar stories. You know, my sixth grade teacher allowed me to go in front of the class and tell jokes. I had a lot of energy, and that was her way of not sending me to the office. So it was like the best thing she ever did for me. <laughs> And I and I was I behaved. She said, "Do a few minutes up front and then settle down for the rest of the class or the rest of the day." That's exactly. what. Right. So, it, it, like, you burned your energy up that way by going up there. And it yeah. made you kind of chilled you out. You know, I you know, I had I still had the energy, but it was like, I don't know. I guess she really picked up on the fact that like I I, need, I had to be noticed attention attention. Yeah, that's it. You know, he's a class clown. He just wants a little bit of attention. If I give it to him all up front, you know, and. And it worked.
0: So, what was it like? So, you, you'd get people laughing, and then you—was you, it like kind of like a feeling you got? where You were like, "Oh!" And then, were you one of them that type that, as soon as someone laughed, you like turned your switch on, and then you couldn't stop? Yeah, I, I just
1: like—I think it was more like growing up. Like I, I being the youngest, um, Dave Chappelle said it best: the youngest in the family was the tension breaker. So when people were arguing, you know, we'd say something because we didn't want you know, big brother fighting with big sister. So what can I do? You know, obviously I'm not going to pick a side or right. fight them both. Right, right. So you just came up with this. If I say something funny and they realize it's not that serious, then kind of le- leads to tension. Take, take, yeah, take. it takes away from the tension. I think it just bowled over into wanting to be uh, noticed because I had all those brothers and sisters. So if, you know, at times it was like they're not, they're not, they're older. They're not playing with me. They're not hanging out with me. So then I was, I, I, you know, my own self thesis, you know, just looking into, you know, trying to figure it out myself. But I think it was cause I was just, I wanted friends, wanted people to like me. And I just, I just, I just had to knack for it.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like everyone kind of wants that, but I think like does going to come down to a lot of it to like, you, you realize you're getting a laugh. Like, if there's something different about that whole thing right yeah. I mean like like when you're actually make people laugh and they're it's like it, you get kind of a – something that happens inside and you just keep wanting to go 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 and I mean like were you one of them people like I know my mom constantly would be like don't laugh don't laugh at him <laughs> yeah don't laugh at him he won't stop you know yeah. what I mean that kind of thing yeah. did you get that a lot by
1: would people tell you that kind of thing also or no it was it was really bizarre like I I I was at a younger age, I was, like, really into, like, science, insects and bugs and uh, <laughs> playing with fire. And and then I was quiet. I was really quiet. I was more shy, if anything. But then I saw, like, John Leguizamo, his Mambo Mouth, his first special ever. And then, then there was Jim Carrey, you know, later on, you know, started watching Jim Carrey. And it was just like, wait a minute. Like, these guys were fun. They made me laugh. And I liked the way I felt. So then I expelled, you know, I just started doing that. And then I was, and then I learned that I was able to make sound effects till this day. I mean, I have people from elementary school and junior high and high school, like, hey, do that sound again. You know, now they want me to show their husbands or wives and their kids. And it's just so funny. It's like, wait, (laughs) all right. Like what? Like what kind of sound effects can you do? At this, I, you know, there's, there's various ones. I used to do one where like a, a broke down car, you know, and. I don't know why my one friend just costs every time she sees me, she's gotta pull me. But it it, so it's like I can do like a like a dolphin, like a like a little dolphin noise, and then she's like, "Do the car for my kids," and it was like, like just little stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, "Wait, this this really works?" And I I just went with it, you know, just being on uh, just telling, but it was it was part of a story. You know, so it wasn't just like I would make noises, but it was part of a story, and I bring it to life, and right, and it
0: just went. Did you ever, did you ever think about doing that, like doing like voiceover type stuff like that? Have you, have you been involved in that kind of thing? Or were you? No,
1: I would love to. No, but I haven't. I don't. I, you know, um, a lot of stuff that I've done in my life, I've met people that do this and certain things. You know, whether yeah. it was racing, skydiving, cage fighting, scuba diving, I met people that do that. So I have yet to meet someone that actually does voiceovers, but I, I would love to. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: that seems like that's sounds to me like that's kind of what you're 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 great at, right? I mean, that's that's one of the things we could do. I mean, that one thing you just do at the car. There was a cartoon. What was the cartoon that was kind of like a spinoff from Scooby Doo?
1: What um, the hell was that? It was the car that talked. I can't remember it. Yeah. That's what
0: it reminded me of, I,
1: though. Yeah, the, and then like voices, you know, like. Uh, I like, "Hey, Kermit the Froggy," you know. Let's oh, talk about him yeah, yeah. Uh watching Full House. You know, like, "Hey, it's boo Winkle," you know. When the, you know, uh, oh yeah, I forget his name, but he, you know, Joey, Joey. You know, I just love, you know, watching. I'm like, oh, he's a stand up. He's doing all, that. yeah, just to be diverse, you
0: know. And you work yeah. clean, right? You work clean. You know, that that you 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 go that way, which is cool. I mean, that's that's uh one of my favorite comedians in the world is Brian Regan.
1: Nice. And he's
0: clean. And that guy, I don't know, man, but that guy is a riot. You yeah. you, know, you know what I'm talking about? You know, oh, Yeah, bro- I
1: went to see him at Playhouse years ago. This guy's great. Yeah. He's amazing. I like I like him and uh uh nine out of ten of my material is clean. Um, you know, I do have some other stuff in there, but it's not you know, sometimes you don't even hear it, you know, when I say it. So like I respect guys like 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 Bill Burr, you know, like he you wouldn't label him. You know, like like a BT comic, right? You, you just won't, you know. There's certain guys that you just l- listen to, right? Right. Yeah, and you're just like, nah, it's he said that, like, yeah, he said. That. And then you know, you if you watch it, but you don't pay attention to it. It's like almost like everyday life, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scenarios, and that's that's where I like try to find myself.
0: So, what do you think about the scene as far as as cl- the local scene here, comedy wise? Like, is it you know, like you've been out, el- you've been elsewhere, have you not? Have If you, you, is it is it is it different here? Or is it is it is it something that. This area, I mean, like the music scene here is pretty. is pretty. Cleveland's always had a pretty good music scene. Yeah. What about comedy? How? What do you feel? I mean, is it? Is it?
1: Is it a good scene? Is it? Is it? Is it, is it a rising scene? Is it? Yeah, strongly. Um, so we have more open mics now than we did when I first started. So I was only able to go like maybe three times a week, and the the only thing is, I I wish the clubs. I mean, of course they they're in business, so they. I mean, they should figure out the niche there, but I wish the bigger clubs would do open mics. You know, you go to New York and L.A., you can actually do an open mic um, in L.A. Like, I mean, they got so many rooms. You know, you got the belly room and the main room, and um, you got the ha, ha Comedy Club. They have open mics, and there's people constantly going there. Of course, th- there are celebrities that drop in, so uh, maybe that changes things, but even in New York, they have open mics, and our main clubs really do, don't you know? They Do really, that. They they really don't have like, um, I mean a lot of people here. I see it with the bands. You know, I love jazz, and I I just coming downtown. We have a very unique music scene, and the comedy scene is just as unique. Uh, it's just not. I don't think it's just properly advertised. You know, I mean on the weekends, yeah, you go see. Uh, a main name or you can go to the playhouse and catch someone. You can go to hilarities, you can go to improv, you can go to funny stop. There's so many places around to go and there's more open mics and, you know, hidden gems in the area that you can find. But, uh, yeah, I I met a lot of great talent, you know? Well, do you think,
0: do you think that what's happened like because of the, the, the the podcasts and stuff that are out there now, every comedian has his own pot, the, the bigger comedians, Mm namely Rogan, obviously number one, but, but, you know, like not only do they exist with their podcasts, but these guys extremely, the promotion of comedy and the comedians that they do with each other and Mm -hmm. how they're, that it seems that it's opened up this whole, like now everybody wants to be a comedian type thing. (laughs) So, you know, before there was a, a group of comedians that, that ruled the roost of everything. Now it seems like there's, so many more people who think they can do it. You know, they're getting the courage up from watching these guys. These guys seem normal. These guys seem, you know what I mean? Um, Do you notice that? I mean, do you notice that there's a, it seems like there's a lot of people now, a lot more people. And when you do get to an open mic, a lot more people trying this thing and a lot more. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I like Seth Rogen's um, the way he put it. He said he wanted to be a comedian until he saw a real comedian, like what it took and, and he said his buddy told him yeah you know i thought i wanted to be a boxer until i got hit by a real boxer yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it right, just right. really it's just like yeah that's life you know yeah, you right. just try stuff and kudos to you mm-hmm. I, I root for everyone but yeah and uh you know and and it's one thing that really annoys me is in cleveland like i would go to hilarities and the improv and i would sit at the bar and i would just chop it up with with folks and the staff is always amazing. But sometimes I, I'm the only comedian there except for the ones working. Yeah. And I just remember reading books. I mean, there's tons of books out there where you can read like how, you know, Dave Attell was sitting at the bar with Adam Sandler and, you know, these other guys, you all these comedians coming up, they were at the bar, they were supporting the club. Even if you just bought one drink and, and you just went there and you know you brought your friends or your girlfriend and you know you just hung out and supported the club that way but you you still got like hey you heard about this new open mic oh yeah you know and the camaraderie i i don't i i don't know why it's not there so
0: yeah so you're saying like so instead of instead of comedians kind of well i mean again let's go back to the rogan thing and stuff like that he's opening up a comedy club in austin he and these comedians are all gathering now in Austin so that they could all be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're saying. This scene kind of lacks. It's yeah. like, if we had more of that, we could, we would all do better. Yeah. Everyone would just do better automatically just from that on that alone. Right. Why do you think they don't? I mean, why do you think is it's, is it just, is it just an energy that this, this the locally that's kind of, that is in place here. And then it, it just needs some, like eventually something needs to
1: give. Yeah, I, I haven't figured out. I try to sit there and, and look and see what's going on. Um, sometimes you have comedians that are just at one club, you know, they divide that, which, which is nonsense. It's not like the clubs are pushing that, you know, you can still work right both clubs. They don't force you. Hey, you can't go anywhere. Right. Else. Right. Yeah. So it's, a, it's just a, it's a back and forth. I mean, there's only a handful that can actually play both. And, uh, you know, it's just, um, then I, I look at like clicks, you know, sometimes you, you still get that, you know, and, and those usually don't, they normally don't, don't make it. Yeah. You know, because it's like you, you just brushed off, you know, somebody that's different than you that's actually funny. Yeah, it's like why would you do that? And then so I think it's just you know trying to find your niche. You know, so I I, I get along with everyone. I I have no horror stories about any comics. Um, that's too bad. I and I, yeah, <laughs> I analyze my I I figure myself out. I analyze things. I know where everybody's weaknesses and strengths are. Uh, but at the end of the day, I use that for. You know when i and when i do my shows i know what works and, yeah, and yeah. it does and, and it
0: works yeah. so do you have a chance to like uh try new material out on like when you first of all let me just go back for a second writing material how often do you do you have to 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 write material have you try to stay pretty current pretty fresh all the time or you and and uh how does that how does
1: that even come about for you normally uh drew carey said said uh something about um in his book about current situations because he says that that's it's just timely so in that aspect like every day i turn on the tv there's there's five ten minutes right there Yeah, right You're uh, material and but it just it, it can't I, I couldn't take that on the road and, and say okay i'm you know i'm working on like my hour special so i have 45 minutes there of like solid material and but none of it as far as writing, like it's almost like divided. Like I can just come up with something, you know, no different than like when you're just on fire and you're hanging out with your friends right. and you're just, you know, one of those zones you are in. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So it, that just, that just comes naturally. I, I don't mind talking to the audience. I try not to make a habit of that, but it just comes to me. So it's yeah. funny. So it's there's constant, uh, writing and then improv. So, um, I pretty much write every day and just, I go in my phone and my notes are filled because I'll just be driving and then I'll pull over and just write it down. And I'm like, oh. Is it usually this is something, dope? though, that you saw where you're like, and
0: then, like, no matter what, you just find it's funny and you're like, I got to write this down? Is that a lot of the, most of it? Like, yeah. Those yeah. odd things that everyone sees every day, you just think to write them down?
1: Yeah. We got a, a, a guy that walks around our neighborhood um, and <laughs> they call him Blanket Man. I mean, he just walks around with a blanket. You know? And I'm just like, why would they name him Blanket Man? Like you know, yeah. that's like more like a superhero type setup. You know what I mean? <laughs> this guy's homeless, and you guys are calling him Blanket Man. Yeah. So there's a uh, scenarios like that. Um, uh, Just talking, you know, if something happens and and I say something, and the whole, you know, the whole, you know, if if I'm at work and we're sitting there and just chopping it up, and there's a group of us, and I and I say something, I'm like, oh, then I got to remember how that setup what said, yeah, who said well, matters, he said right? what? and that's yeah because i can't just go on stage and be like and then, he then said, my friend said yeah <laughs> so you got to set up the premise you know um and just you know take him through a story you know steve trevino gave me that device that advice um and he's like walk him through a, st- a scenario walk him through the story and i just remember sitting there listening to him do stand-up and i pictured him you know Tell him. as a kid He's talking about his mom in the kitchen making pancakes in her pajamas, holding up her boobs, and I'm like, "That's my mom. I mean, my mom was in there, you know, no bra. She's comfortable. She's just holding them up, flipping the pancakes. And the way he was just describing, you know, sitting at the table and stuff. Like, oh, I was just like, I get it. You know, yeah, 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 I get yeah. it. Yeah, you gotta have.
0: It's there's a picture you're painting, yeah. so, and, and you gotta be able to paint that picture yeah. so people understand what the hell's so funny.
1: Yep, and that's one of the main reasons is this is this is an art. You know, do, do you ever art.
0: find that your sense of humor might be a little morbid too? Like, I mean, like I, I would think it's a comedian. Like I know mine is. Okay. I'm just going to say it right now. I, <laughs> I'm at funerals. I have been at funerals where it's, they're horrible funerals. And, and you know, what's going on inside my head is <laughs> my own co- comedy <laughs> right, show. Right. You know what I mean? You find right. it yourself, you I mean? Do you find that the things you like, you ever say to yourself, man, I'm, there's something wrong with me. Like, like, like that kind of
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, and, and I'm, you know, if you ever watch a, comedians in cars jerry seinfeld was telling eddie murphy he's like you know we see the joke in it you know he's like the other day somebody said so-and-so died and he goes yeah that's enough of that guy you know it's just <laughs> yeah, right. like and i see it you know and i see some stuff and you know you just gotta put you know you gotta be aware that you know the sentiment you know you have to be aware like ah, i see it like this but um a great quote that i read was not everyone thinks as you do yeah just remember yeah. that and it just really blew my mind i'm like I knew that, but for somebody to put it in words and that philosopher put it in words, it just really blew my mind. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Do, that's do you great. think that, do you, are you also
0: like, where you'll say something that you, you just think is freaking hilarious and it just doesn't say, I mean, how often does that happen to a comedian? Like, I, I, I know me myself, I think I'm funny all the time, like, especially, you know, and then when I try to like, you know, and, and people don't get it. It's like. <laughs> How could you not get this? This yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that has to happen a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I that's mean, where bombing comes <laughs> right. That's the whole. You say something right? and and you bomb, and as you get better as a comic, I remember just trying to say this new joke and it didn't go well. And, and and I'm you know I'm on fire like the first seven eight minutes I'm just hitting hitting hitting, and I'm like oh you know in the back of my head I'm like All oh, right, I need to say this this is a new joke I've been meaning to work on. And then you say it, and then it doesn't go well, and then I just sit there as it's, like, quiet, you know, and some people chuckle just being nice. Like, well, we like you, which is what you want. When you first <laughs> go on stage, you want to be likable, but then, like, I'm like, well, I'm not saying that again, and <laughs> and they laugh from that. Right. You know, you recognize your mistakes. You can still – you're fine. You can still, you can still can get st- a joke. Oh, you yeah. can still
0: get another joke out of this yeah. if I just –
1: Deprecating yourself, in right? The, in the whole process, yeah. Like I've said, or or something, and and it works. It works every time.
0: Do you feel like a comedian has to have really thick skin in order to like be a good comedian? Do you think like, I mean, isn't isn't a a, a part of this being able to make fun of yourself? Like, if you you have to be able to laugh at yourself to be good at this, don't you agree yes. with that? Totally. And, oh yeah. You can't be somebody who's sensitive and in that kind of thing. You know? No, I mean?
1: not at all. You definitely got to go in like, you know, it's it's. It's almost like just you're standing there in front, you're by yourself. Um, and you're standing there, it's almost like you got to be willing to stand there in your underwear, <laughs> you know, I sometimes just take it because you're like, Man, this is uh, especially if you're bombing, you know, yeah, if you're yeah, bombing. Yeah. That's exactly how it feels like you're just standing there in your underwear, and people are like, Just get your clothes, and you're like, I don't know where you're at, <laughs> you know, it's just something <laughs> embarrassing. Like, you just got to definitely figure it out. You say something and just move forward with it, you know, just say, okay, where, what did I go wrong? If you can record yourself, I highly recommend that. And just try to figure out, all right, what, what did I say wrong? I, I remember listening to one of my recordings and I, and this joke always worked. And this time it didn't. And I goofed up the wording like just a little bit too, just probably. a little bit. And yep. I just was like, man, what happened? And I just wasn't thinking I was just like nervous at first, you know, this is like my first three, four years into comedy. And I'm just like, what happened? And then, then I listened to the audio on my phone. I'm like, Oh, that's what it was. Okay. That's not what I'm supposed to say.
0: And I wanted to ask you was about the laugh out Lorraine that you're a part of. Well, you want, could you just tell people exactly like what it is and what you do
1: and. Yeah. Um, so the best way I can describe it, it's, it's magical. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fun night that I produce with comedians that especially had a hard time finding work, you know, during the, pandemic and so is that I, when I, it
0: started during the pandemic is that it, what got it motivated and started up
1: no it was actually before that and um you know it was just really you know with just two major clubs you know i'm thinking aside from open mic i like to pay him so um it just really started taking off it was about maybe a few months before the pandemic actually hit and we would only do shows every six four to six weeks apart. And the way it works is people show up. We have, you know, Laugh Out Lorraine has online. We have an online link. We're working on our website. And it's a ballroom. It fits 300 people. We originally started in a room that fit 150 people. And since we sold out the first two shows, we figured we need a bigger room. And then that was doing really well to the point where we started selling that out. and People are like, hey, you need a bigger room. I'm like, nope. I just want a spot, more that's, intimate. That's intimate, like this. That sells out. It's like get your tickets, or you know, hopefully we will catch you at the next one. Right. And I just that's what I want. You know, you want a room that sells out. You want it to be fun. Right. And so when people walk in, uh, there's, you feel like for it's decorated like you're at a wedding. Like there's t- seats, tables are all draped. DJ's playing Frank Sinatra. There's a buffet. Nice. If you decide to get the buffet. Uh people come in, they get to talk to one another. Normally we sell tables instead of chairs, like seats. We sell tables. Like businesses say, I'll take it's you can either get an eight top or a ten top. So on the centerpiece is the logo and information for that company. So if they decide to do that, we we give something back. Here's right. a little promotion. Right. We have a professional photographer that goes around and takes pictures. So people dress really nice. Uh, we get the mayor, chief of police, uh, uh, Lorraine PD, Sheffield PD, like surrounding communities come out. We sell tickets all the way from Pittsburgh to Toledo. And that door is open normally around 7, around 6 o'clock. Uh, doors open at 6, show starts at 7 uh the comedy show kicks off the DJ does a great job at um I, I host it every time so he'll bring me up play the, the uh the other comedians music to what they ask and once the comedy show's over everybody, everybody pretty much already knows the spiel the four tables up front are removed and there's a dance floor underneath oh so people just dance all night so it's just a party so the comedy kind of like Breaks the ice, and yeah. then and then the then the party starts. Yeah, it's dinner, show, dancing. So it's, are these yeah.
0: all local comics too? Is this all basically what it is? And 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 then how does that work as far as like the how many comics usually per show, all that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, it's uh, three of us generally. Um, I also book bands. Uh, I like to bring bands out, and I, I switch up the DJ. So I support local DJs, local comedians, local bands. Yeah, a lot of local artists, and then. If we bring in like we have, we've had Stephen Michael Casada. He played Detective Gomez in Breaking Bad. Uh, oh, yeah. they loved him, so I had uh Brian Kenny, who actually introduced me to Breaking Bad. I had no idea, you know, he's a local comic, and he was he really loved the show. So I said, well, who better than a funny comic that's a fan of the headliner as well? So yeah, right. It was like that. Uh, opportunity thing, you know. So is that what you do? You you
0: pick a headliner for each one, and then, so you're the host, basically, right? Yes. And then you have a headliner, and
1: then you have an opening. Is that basically what we're we're doing? Yes. Yes, so there's three of us. uh, Just like a regular comedy club, you have a host, feature act, headliner. Right. Uh, I did bring out Michael Winslow from Police Academy. He made all the sound effects. And his feature was pretty i brought him out because he knew what Michael needed, so that's the only time we didn't have a local comic and I got to meet him. he was from like Minnesota or something living in New York, and he would travel with Michael, so he knew what he needed as far as like uh like orange juice lemonade warm towel, you know for his throat yeah yeah, you know, yeah things yeah. of that nature and i it, it i mean it was there on the writer in the contract, but i it that was like my way out. I said, I, I, the timing, I said, I don't want to get this wrong. Yeah right, right You know, it's the first time I'm going to meet Michael Winslow and he had a blast. He can't wait to come back. So that really helped. That's like the only time we didn't, I had Angel Salazar from the movie Scarface. Everyone loved him. They keep asking the, all the, really all the comics, they were like, Hey, when are you going to bring him back? When are you going to bring him back? So it it's, it's fun. Even the local guys, they love the local guys and, and girls. You know, we had Wanda Mayfield come out and they just, they, they loved her. Um, we had one from Michigan, um, drawing a blank on her name right now, but she was funny. What do do you guys video
0: this whole thing, any of these performances and then try to get them up on, on some kind of like a, where you can view these things on YouTube or anything like that ever, where you could promote that way
1: also. Not the show. Um, we do, we have, we've shot some promo videos, like people walking in, people at the door saying, don't miss these shows. These are great, you know, and catching people coming in. Um, a few snapshots of the pictures, uh, for example, Michael Winslow, Stephen Michael Quesada, They on their contract when I signed, it, there's to be no recording. So, you know, respectfully, like Michael's yeah. working on his, uh, or, or Stephen is working on his um, uh, shooting an hour special, whether Netflix or Amazon picks it up. Um, hopefully that's what he's working on. Yeah. So the local comics I'm actually working on, if they decide, um, it's all private. We're looking to renovate the Antlers Grand Ballroom, which is where we host the shows. We're hoping to set it up where I can actually record them. Really nice, professionally, HD, 4K, all, all sound system, great quality. So we're hoping to do that. And if they decide to, I can show them that. And if they want to purchase it, they can. To, so the funds go to the equipment that yeah, we, yeah, yeah. that we put in but it's just going to be like different angles. So it's going to look like every special you see on Netflix. So you have multiple cameras and you'll have, and you'll have changes that actually changes yes. It live. Yes. So you're
0: doing, that's what, that's what we do here. So you'll, nice. it's the same thing.
1: I look forward to seeing that, but yeah. it's just, it's, it's nice. It's good for them because they can send those videos out. They don't have to pay for a major production company. You know, I'm not, I'm not charging them thousands yeah. of so, dollars.
0: So you're thinking, so what you're saying is, is you may get into the business here, kind of being able to record these guys and then saying, yeah, I have the recording. Here, I'll sell you the recording I have to you, and then you can
1: do whatever you want with right. this. Right, and they'll watch it first. I can't tell you how many times I've paid someone to record me. And then and regretted it. And it's shit. <laughs> they sent it to me. I'm like, what is this? And I'm thinking, you know, I, I you know, maintain my integrity. I don't sell them. Tell them, hey, send me my money back. I just don't use them. Like, you know what? Right, Never it's the best get, way to do it. You just yeah. vote with your your wallet. Yeah, I just keep moving. Just keep moving. So, So is that... Is it sound
0: usually? I mean, like, it's, it's not hard to capture the video part. The video seems like there's – the cameras on these cell phones are as good as any camera you can yeah. buy anywhere. Yeah. But sound is always the hardest thing to really capture,
1: right? I mean, is, yeah. that, what, is that the problem? It's sound and lighting. Oh, sound and lighting. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I, I mean, there's times where they – I can hear myself. They're like, hey, you know, I caught you. And it's like you had a boom mic facing at me, and you can't hear the audience laugh. Oh, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah, And then yeah. it's like – or you have the light hit, and you know, the lights – I just, I look like a ghost yeah, on yeah, stage. It was, it was I'm like, like, yeah, I look like the movie ghost. I look <laughs> like, you know, Patrick Swayze just coming off, you know, and it's like, <laughs> what in the world? So it's just, it's just that dynamic, you know, or they'll get the audience really good and they're laughing and you can't hear me. And it's just, it's just that, uh, Real frustrating. <laughs> is it is
0: when you're when you're a local comic and you're not like, do you still get heckling and stuff like that? Do people still mess with you? Do they still feel like, oh, ah, yeah, you suck? That kind of stuff. Do you get that. <laughs> I mean, do you ever get stuff like that? Is, is a local comic? Is it, or or is that more like so like somebody who's a little more made it and stuff then they're more of a target because they're a little more successful? Or is that who you normally? Or
1: well, the reason like a big reason you really don't see it in theaters is because there's usually there's no alcohol. Oh. so in a comedy club you get alcohol so it's usually the late show uh-huh. but it's not it's not as often as people think it really isn't you know you can go to a comedy show you can enjoy yourself and um, it's it's now it's more prevalent if you're talking to the audience that's usually what happens like I'll see a host talk to the audience and they're great but you need to let them know you know just this like, isn't an interaction. This is an interaction. Yeah. The next comic that comes up, you know, hope you enjoy the show. So, but, you know, I'm going to talk. There's ways of doing it. You know, I've heard guys professionally without explaining it to them. Like, oh, by the way, I talked to you, you know. But, yeah, there's just, you're more likely to get heckled if you're going back and forth. But aside from that, the only time I've seen anyone just say something is uh, they're usually just intoxicated, intoxicated. And they hear something they didn't like, you know, whether it was a certain topic. And it's just like, don't let that ruin a good time yeah yeah, you yeah, know yeah. if you if it's a political joke just think maybe you were manipulated by the media and you need to realize you're in a comedy club where you know it's free speech i mean even the country but still it's like you're at a comedy show there's no telling what you're gonna get and just enjoy it don't let them ruin like think about it yeah. you know don't let them ruin you know your laughter don't let somebody take away your laughter yeah yeah you know? So the climate that the comedy's in
0: right now—it's kind of a bizarre thing that's happened recently, and it just happened literally over this pandemic, and then coming out of the pandemic, and then it just seems like where comedy always kind of had a pass with a lot of things. You could talk, you know, like you just said, it's free speech, mm-hmm. you know, where you're kind of starting to see. Well, no, it's not anymore, you know. You, you and and the crazy stuff that's happened. I mean, Chappelle—that just happened. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, you know what else is crazy about that? A little bit. Is when it happened, all I see is the headlines. I didn't see it yet, and it was they tackled him and slammed him to the floor. Yeah, <laughs> and then I watch it and I'm like, I almost think at the end Chappelle slams that guy to the floor, doesn't yeah. he? Kind of like <laughs> throw him down. I'm like, yeah, but but yeah, but I mean, just the fact this guy gets up and 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 does all that stuff, and you got Will Smith smacking—that was the craziest yeah. one. Yeah, it was. But you got all this stuff happening and. It's a comic. You got to watch that and go, "Oh man! Like, what the hell am I getting myself into?" Right. I mean, do you ever think that way at all? Or not, no? not in that
1: aspect, right? And like, you know, when they sh- when I saw that, uh, my my thing is, like, I I just tend to really super analyze a lot of stuff. So it was just like the, you know, first it was like they were they were protesting, you know, the Oscars, like you know Jada and you know Will and. Yeah. And then, you know, even before that, you have a lot of people that are like, you know, more black involvement. And it seems like, you know, they're more being humiliated. You know, you have Kanye West. He did what he did. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, we're involved now. Yeah. But in what aspect, you know, and then and then what Will Smith did, and it's like and it just makes me wonder, like, are you a puppet at this point? Like, you're just really trying to humiliate a, a community that's. Trying to stay away from this kind of stuff, and then you show respectable people, you know, doing this sort of thing. Yeah, right. right so, and then Chris Rock. I mean, uh, wh- whether whether it was a setup or not, I mean, it's still it's just, it was still hard to see. You know, even in his eyes, you know, it's just like, uh, And I saw him live in L.A. You know, I mean, he's 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 great, and he's the he's man- Chris Rock. Yeah. The mannerism was different when he's working on material than when he's actually got it and it's so cool to watch the Jim Gaffigan same thing you know he goes on stage with notes and comedians are like you shouldn't go on stage yeah, with yeah. notes it's like just do what works for you yeah right so but i mean i don't feel uh there was a guy from cleveland and um uh name is john can't remember his last name he's a cleveland comic and he was he had security after he made a joke and a lady in vegas um and this was way boy, way before the oscars and a lady threw a glass at him and it hit him in the stomach, and he's like, Ow! He's like, That really hurt, it like, really stung. And he started, you know, till the the bill came in, but he started traveling with like a a bodyguard for the most part. Until the bill came in? Yeah. <laughs> Until he <you> realized, <laughs> Oh, you know, uh, he's consummate. making a good living, but it's like, uh, I'm sort of paying, like, you know, you're better off just, I don't know, get yourself a bodybuilder girlfriend or something, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, traveler. Yeah. But, uh,
0: well, I mean, like, not when you're writing. I mean, is this in the back of your mind at all? Do you gotta? Do you feel like now you gotta toe some kind of line, or like there's like, well, I, I would have said that last year, but this year things are different, so I gotta watch that. I mean, do you gotta? Do you gotta do that kind of thing, or are you kind of like just saying, you know what, I'm a comic. I, yeah. I if I do that, I'm just literally. It's almost like trying to bunt every time and you're playing. Right. You know, it's like I, you can't.
1: Right, and I I don't I I don't teeter on any line. Um, I I try to find out who I am. I'm still working on. You know, being one of the best, of the best, but at the end of the day, I'm not. I, I don't want anyone having to feel like they're walking on eggshells. I mean, I've been in relationships or worked at jobs where you felt like you were walking on eggshells, and I I just on eggshells, and I just left. Like I'm like, no, this ain't for you. This ain't for me. Like I, I just want that freedom, and you know, a lot a lot of people died for that, and that's one thing people need to reflect on. You know, so it's like, well, you can be picky choosy, and you can. Do and say certain things, but you also, um, you know, have to remember, like, you got to live with the consequences. Yeah, 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 I mean? It's like somebody wants to walk around and say the N-word. It's like, you know what? You got the freedom to do that, but you got to live with the consequences. I actually joke about that. You know, I joke about how it was a, a black person that created a cell phone. So it's like, you know, you should, you know, they should say whatever they want. If they want to be prejudiced, if somebody wants to be prejudiced, let them say the N-word. If they're gonna call the cops on me, they're gonna use a rotary phone. <laughs> you're not gonna use a cell phone to call the cops on me because uh, now nah, it's uh, you're being a hypocrite. So I, I get into various topics like that, yeah. just to bring the light, and people just love it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. People yeah. just
1: love it. So, so you, you, but
0: you, you don't back off at all, right? I mean, like, because it seems like right now, man, it's just like you gotta watch everything. You, it's not even just about race. I mean, race is a is is just one that seems to get brought up a lot, but. Yeah. People are offended now just about I don't know I, like anything. Mm-hmm. Like they it's almost as if they're trying to find reasons to be offended and that's got to be a, a a comedian's worst enemy is somebody who's constantly trying to find reasons to be offended and it seems like they're growing as fast as the comedians are. The comedians are growing. Mm-hmm. I asked you about that earlier. I was like, "Uh, oh, is there a lot of them now?" That, yeah, but it seems
1: like there's an equal amount of people being offended by them. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't like the clubs or certain certain entities that have the ability to do things to, to try to stop a comedian working the way they're working. It's like, did did they laugh? Yeah. Okay. Well then let them, let them work. You should be just gauging them off their ability to work and their ability to draw people in your room. You know, I know a guy out of Pittsburgh and it was just, I felt bad, but the Pittsburgh improv were telling him, and this is, this was during like the me too movement. And he made a joke um about like it was really clever and i i i don't want to butcher it but you know he made a, a a joke it was something like uh oh if uh he asked this girl out and she said well if you i wouldn't go out with you even if you were the last man on earth and he said well if i was the last man on earth who would stop me like, it, it's just, a, that was just like, he cornered her in this argument, you know what I mean? Right, he right, right, right. Really, he will, and at that point, you look at this guy, he's he, he can't fight. Like, you just look at it, this is one of guys, you're like, man, I'd have to defend this dude. But it was so <laughs> funny, but just because, like, one woman said something, the club banned him. I, I heard he came back, but oh, right. I'm thinking, like, really? You're going to make a big t- This guy's been supporting your club for so many well, years, and I- that one woman said something. That was a, br- like, everybody laughed, and then, the. the just that one joke. And it's just something to think about. You know, uh George Carlin said that he's like, I don't want I'm not telling people they should think. I'm just letting them know I want people to know that I'm thinking. And it's just it was just a brilliant joke. It's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, lady, you gotta think about you just said something to him and he countered it. You know, that's an argument. Yeah, that's a fun argument. And it's just it's hard for me to imagine anybody going to see comedy and then being
0: offended. I just to me to me I don't understand what it is you went to go do then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. Were you going there to be offended? Because that's the only thing I can think of when that kind of stuff's happening.
1: Yeah. It's the same thing, like, with the Christmas story. I mean, uh, Christmas songs. You know, they call the radio station. I think even our local one, they didn't want, like, uh, oh yeah, 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 105.7. They didn't want them playing uh, uh, that one Christmas song. But then, why are you bothering them over a Christmas song? You know, the baby is cold outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You absolutely. know, he's trying to persuade her to stay or whatever. So then... um. But then you got all these, you know, like Cardi B songs, you know, about yeah, right. doing obscure things. You're not calling them. Think no. about that. Like, why aren't you? You know, now you're just now you're a bully at that point.
0: Because because the loudest people, the loudest voices, like Cardi B, and they they pop music, and that's the, the people who are kind of quiet and reserved, the ones that aren't saying anything. Yeah, the, yeah.
1: It's, uh, it's they're they're dynamic. the
0: majority, but it doesn't matter because yeah. the loudest people, the the the. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, man. Wow. That's the way it is. Let me ask you this: with all, with all, with the, the stuff that's happened lately, have you thought about like learning some jujitsu? I mean, like so that you can protect yourself up there in case you know you never know at this point, right? You yeah. can just be sitting there, and the, and the, the heavy set lady in the front row, she might be the one that pops up on stage and comes at you, and you got to know how to grapple a little bit. Yeah. With her. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. You might have to know.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, I I grew up boxing. Um, I grew up doing uh. I had a Japanese instructor and a Chinese instructor, primarily to learn the samurai sword and the and the Tai Chi sword. Oh. But when it comes to hand to hand combat, I I am very confident. Oh, like, cool! I'm very confident. Yeah. Oh, cool! So you don't have to worry. That's good. Yeah, so you can I don't tell care any it joke could you, could be, you want. It could be like twenty guys, and so I, t- and I, I'll just I'll just I'll I'll take off my belt and and it'll just be a rumble, and <laughs> uh, I'm ready. Like <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I'm not. An aggressive guy by no means. People that tell you they see me smiling and happy all the time. And then they get surprised when they were like, how did you do that? You know, it's yeah, just like... I, 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 I got to know how to do certain things. I, yeah. I love it. I loved Bruce Lee growing up. He was just oh. one of my favorites. And then I picked up that. And then the realities of being a small guy and having these big guys try something. And then I laid them out. And it was so bizarre to see this, I'm going to get you. And then you lay them out. And it's like, please... Help <laughs> that! I got stories for days on stuff like that. Oh, so. aside from comedy, you're you're a pretty active guy.
0: You're one of these guys. that seems like you know, and you just was just saying how involved in some martial art type stuff, some boxing type stuff. So you're one of these guys that has a lot of energy. It sounds like. So he's looking for the next thing, and what the first thing that popped out when I was reading about you was stuntman type stuff, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, and I'm trying to fucking – I mean, I'd like to know, like, what what, what have you done? I mean, have you done – I mean, seriously, that's interesting to me.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I've done a skydiving, demolition derby, cage fighting, scuba diving, um, ran a few marathons, and mostly 5Ks.
0: When you say you're, you're cage fight. Would I mean like literally like a, a
1: professional fight type fight or what? How, how? Yeah, it was so it was more of an amateur at Quaker State, and it was in Sheffield. And Anderson the Spider Silva was there. Really? Yeah, it was so neat. And uh, I, I I did a lot of stuff for two reasons. I have a lot on video where I share it, and I can give it as a resume for doing stunts for films but also I have it on video for my boys. So I have uh, a nine and a 13 year old and that way they can, they can see it. And I want to tell them so they know there's nothing you can't do. You know? So, and
0: I, I just, was this just the one time you did it or did you do it more than once?
1: Yeah. Just uh, pretty much everything I did just about once. So time. you go, you
0: go in and you're like, I'm going to try this. Is, is there anything on your list right now that you're in a bucket list type thing you got going? That's, what's next?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm looking to do some, um, uh, some uh mountain climbing, um bull riding. I would love to do the running of the bulls in Spain. Really? Yeah.
0: I now you're Hispanic, check.
1: right? Obviously. Angel yeah, Isaac is Hispanic. I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, yeah.
0: So do you do you incorporate the Puerto Rican uh culture into your act ever or you know, like listen, I, I I was raised with Puerto Ricans too. I mean I know I know the, a lot about the culture and stuff like that and just you could you can come up with a lot of good stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, one thing that, you know, uh, you know, I asked I asked a really good friend of mine, funny comedian, Mark Vieira. I said, man, it just seems like there's, aside from Freddie Prince, there's like, really, I can't, there's not many Puerto Rican celebrity comedians. Yeah. And even movie stars. And I just sit there and I think, like, what what's going on? And he said, they don't know where to put us. And it just blew my mind because if you're in anything, if you if you pay very close attention, you know every so many years, there's a Mexican star. Like every so many years, like it'll go from like Paul Rodriguez to Chichin Chong to like uh, George Lopez to Fluffy. Like it's just so bizarre. And then even even like even like black comics, you know, it was just like okay, we're gonna highlight like Richard. Uh, first, it was like Bill Cosby, and then. Richard Pryor and then Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And the, it's just so bizarre. Like the big, big names. You know, yeah. it's just so bizarre. And with Puerto Ricans, I actually was honored that he said that because we we get we get along with everyone. Like yeah, yeah. you can't you know, there's we come in different colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I have I, I seriously have like the key. You know, once I start putting everything together. And being able to call shots, like I really know how to just mend everything, you know. So um, uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a threat to whoever's trying to divide <laughs> everyone. So oh, really? That's
0: so your goal. So your goal is to bring everyone together. Is what yeah. you're saying. This yeah. whole division oh, yeah. thing. Anything
1: that anything that seems divisive to you, you're, you're, you're you That's not you at all. Right. So it's just it's just you know when I explain, it's so bizarre because like if I explain something to like uh whether it's if I say something to a a, a white premises – then they'll say, well, the blacks, this. And I'm thinking, this is what they're taught too. So if I explain something to an extreme black, and then they say, well, the white supremacists don't, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. That message is for them too. And they think about it. Like, I'm not talking about you or this group as an individual, I'm letting you know why, like, what's eroding it. And this, and if both sides start seeing it, which they have, any at least anyone I talk to and sit down, they go, "Wow," and it just really changes things in perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah it's a, it is. A, I mean, not, not to get too crazy into this, but to be honest with you, I will tell you that in in a in a world, if you watch the television and you watch the things that you're seeing on on there, and you and you believe in, in that, it seems like it's a different world than what I actually experience out in the world. Right. Exactly. Growing up. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm
1: from Lorraine. We're known as an international city.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I'm just even saying right, right now. I don't, I don't, I get equal love from everybody, man. Right. Like I don't, I really do. I mean, I I, I don't see the division in my day to day activities that I'm doing. Right. But if I watch TV, it's oh, it's everywhere. Yeah, you know? right, it's like, oh, exactly. I don't want to. It's like, and, and I that's I, in my bit. I, I do a
1: stand up. I do, one thing I say is, there's no such thing as race. There's only one race. That's the human race. Right. But there is prejudice. So it's not to take away from that, but you have the Macedonians fighting with the Greeks. You have the Serbians fighting with the Croatians. Uh, you have the Tuntis fighting with the, I forget the other tribe name. I remember a friend of mine saying, well, if so-and-so gets in office, I'm moving to Africa. And I'm like, which part? And he's like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, just because of the shape of your nose, they'll, that tribe will kill you. <laughs> so now now if you take all that, why is why, what are they looking at that's making them different from one another? And, and it's just it's a simple math, and when you figure that out, there's a huge weight off your shoulder. You're not tensed. You're not looking at anyone different. Yeah. When you walk in someplace, people look at you. You don't care. It's like, eh. you know. Do you I feel? Don't... Do
0: you feel like the Puerto Ricans have a, a, a equal prejudice against them, or do you think, like you said, do you think that somehow the 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 not just Puerto, Ricans, it's, it's Hispanic really, that that they, they kind of like kind of just, just kind of like. Swim through it and just kind of like they're not really getting thrown at and they're not really throwing at anybody, yeah. yeah.
1: They're just kind of like,
0: Well, I don't know what you people have a problem with, (laughs) yeah. Is it kind of a lot of them
1: live like that, yeah. A lot of them do live like that, uh, but they have they experience their own. I mean, I've experienced where someone I'm translating and trying to help someone, you know, I'm communicating between the two and trying to help this uh Puerto Rican lady and this um white gentleman. To find the answers, and then there's somebody that just so happened to walk in and they're like, You know, talk, you know, this America speak English, and obviously, they're not rich in their American heritage, which you know, it's like, All right, bro, well, then stop eating pizza because they speak Italian. How far you want to go with this? So, it's just, it's but I, I mean, we, you know, and everyone, I think everyone has experienced something like that, you sure. know, so uh, but yeah, on on the most part, it's because also. You know, a buddy of mine was like, "Hey, why are they putting in the application that they're white?" And 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 it's like that was their only option. <laughs> yeah, right. Either you're are black. you black or are you white? Yeah. So if you're my skin tone, I mean, in Africa, I'd be called colored. You know, I wouldn't be called black. I wouldn't be called white. I'd be called colored. So in and and back then, in applications, that's all you had. You didn't have this, you know, yeah. other. You didn't have this they have non-hispanic <laughs> right on yeah that. i'm like what what yeah, yeah i don't even understand that i've I, i've
0: never understood that yeah. this. what is that supposed to be right mean? i have no idea. i never met a i
1: don't yeah. know <laughs> like, ever um but, yeah
0: i saw uh, puerto rican you're rooted into a history i mean like you guys rice and beans i mean come on is it like you got your own rice and beans recipe uh Coquito and the Christmas, yep. I mean, is it, is it, is, is it, you got all that going on? Yeah, everybody is, you that's know, obviously best.
1: some people add more cinnamon to that or a little more saison or they're using 151 that. instead of, yeah, that's, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, people are making them non alcoholic, yeah, uh, I don't but get that. it's, it, it's just, you know, it, the recipe's different, you know, yeah, it's, the, it's no different than it's Giovanni's is a favorite in Lorraine. When you go to Giovanni's, you, you, you go to Lorraine, you ask somebody, hey, I want to try Giovanni's, everybody's pointing. Right to where you can yeah, find they it they know And then they'll say Well I prefer Salentes And then you'll be like Okay You know it's Everybody has that yeah. Favorite pizza spot yeah, So yeah. it's no different Than in Hispanic food Or Mexican food you know, yeah, My I wife's noticed, Mexican so
0: I noticed that I noticed that Yeah but Mexican's different than Well let's just be honest Mexican Puerto Rican Very
1: different Yeah that's Very Chinese Japanese In that culture Yeah exactly <laughs> <It's> Right very, <laughs> very,
0: Wow that's a, a very good analogy I like that a lot um, But What I noticed about Puerto Rican cooking is that it seems like it's so varied based on who's cooking it. So like like rice and beans, like I don't I don't think I have ever eaten the same rice and beans twice made by two different people ever. I mean they never are the same. They're either using a different bean or a different way their sauce is made, or they're put I mean, it's always different. And it's the same thing with coquito. Mm Every time I have Coquito, it's a different it's consistency. It's more alcohol in yeah. on this one. Sometimes I'm doing shots of it. Sometimes I'm drinking glassfuls of it. Right. It's, it, and it. Where Mexican seems to be more uniform, like, you you know, the it's a burrito. You know, you've eaten it here, you eat it there. It, yeah. it, it's similar. You know what I mean?
1: Same thing? I mean, like. Yeah, like tacos. Those shell tacos, that yeah. is completely American. Oh, really? In Mexico, it's always like always if you go show. to, like, uh, Boroco or, or Barrio, yeah. like, you'll get them. In that little soft tortilla, and yeah. that's how they make them in Mexico. So, uh, so your wife's Mexican? Yes. See, that's got to be a
0: great place to live. Your house. I mean, I <laughs> love Mexican food and Puerto Rican food, and I if I could go somewhere and get both, yeah. you, you know how hard that would be to do because a lot of Mexicans and Puerto Ricans don't get along. I mean, you, that's a that's great that you got a, a wife that you, you you can find and get along <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah, they don't even get along a lot of, and so you can't find you can't go anywhere and find. Mexican and Puerto Rican. Food. Yeah, she's a great
1: cook, and oh. one thing that we, uh, you know, I grew up cooking, um, and you know, I'm far from a chef, but I I have a lot of friends that cooking. They all went, a lot of them went to culinary arts and things of that nature. And my wife, she's very, she pays attention to a lot of like even pots and pans that can change the flavor. Yeah, so yeah. if somebody cooks on cast iron oh, yeah. and somebody cooks on you know non-stick pan or. You know, just various pans that will change. That can change sure. the texture, that can change the flavor. If you're cooking on an electric stove or flames, that changes. So, somebody can even make and put the same amount of recipe, this and that, and it may come out different than the person next to you. So, that's another thing to think about. So, I know some people, you know. Prepared her food different, you know, aside yeah. from adding certain. Well, stuff. I I just
0: think I, I guess what I'm saying though is I, I know noticed in the Puerto Rican culture, and like I said, I grew up with them. I knew you know everybody's like every time you talk to the, my one of my friends I'd, or meet a new Puerto Rican guy, you'd always say, "Oh, well, my, mom's <laughs> my mom's the best. My mom's the best. My mom always. Same thing yeah, yeah. with Italians. Right, right. My mom makes the best <laughs> my spaghetti. Mom, my mom <laughs> makes the best this. My grandma. It's yeah. usually my grandma with the Italians.
1: Um, and it's not a wrong answer. It's no, right, it wrong is. Wrong You're answer. right. You're that's right. Your answer, but that's not your wrong answer.
0: Have you ever? I mean, like, have you ever considered, like, with with the success of some of this? Did you ever consider, like, a, a cooking show? Ever you ever think about that?
1: Is <laughs> ever has that ever is that ever even crossed your mind? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, like John Favreau is one of my favorite. So for seeing him doing the Marvel movies and yeah, you know, being an actor as well as a director. And then do it, leading into like the cooking stuff. I I love it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I just, I do. I really love foods. Um, you know, like I I have friends, like I mentioned, Lorraine International City. We have the international festival where you can actually try different foods. I've been there, and I, I, I had soft shell crabs from the Haitians, and the rice was, it had a kick to it, like a little. I love spicy food. Yeah, me too. So I, 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 my wife, she can do hot. I can't do hot, <laughs> but I you give me something spicy that with flavor, that I love. And they had the soft shell crab on the rice, and it was so delicious. And I I just I loved it. This is a Black River. Is that the I I went to one at Black River uh
0: International Food Festival. Yes. There is that say is, it, is, it, is they, that Black they, River
1: Landing where they do we do that have, annually?
0: Is that what it is? I only went to one, but oh yes
1: yes the, they every year every year and then they pick well. they pick even though everyone's there you got the Polish the Greeks yeah, the Haitians the uh, Puerto Ricans the Mexicans. Koreans, uh, they will highlight every year a different country. Oh, so it's really neat. So uh, everyone's there, but they just highlight one. So like, one's hey, this year we're on- more of
0: this than right. Exactly,
1: we're just we're doing just a little bit more here than we are there, and that's it. I mean, but other than that, it's 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 always a great time. Yeah, I mean, like I I have even thought about doing like a
0: cooking show type thing. They they're great, but yeah, and, yeah. and people watch them. They do. Yeah, they really do watch yeah. them. Um, there's a guy named Sean Latham. I don't know if you've ever heard of Sean Latham. He w- used to be a local comic. He's pretty pre- he's he's gotten pretty big now. And he started doing one called the $20 chef. And it took off, man. He was he was doing with Barstool Sports. And it took off. He was a local guy here in, in locally. I think from Illyria. From nice. And then uh that cooking show, though, man. That's what that's that all of a sudden, you know, he does something like that and it yeah, takes yeah. off, man. Just stuff like that. That's why I was asking you. I, I, I've I've wondered, you know, like if you have the personality for it. I think that's all it really requires. Yeah. I mean, no one can smell the food you're cooking. Right, so right. They, nah, no. they don't know how good it is. Yep. As long as you can keep a straight face while you're eating it and tell everybody yeah. it's delicious, <laughs> especially when you bite into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh,
1: that does look good, and let's, let's wait and see his reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, are you? Uh, Got stuff coming up the, for the year. I mean, like, is this? Are you booked ahead? You, you, how far ahead do you book yourself and into
1: things? And how how does that work out for you? How do you- I've, the the, lo- the most I've been booked furthest out as of now was like eighteen months. You know, that was pretty neat. Um, we're working on a de- on a December show to headline at the Funny Stop Comedy Club if everything goes well. Uh, but laugh out Lorraine, we would normally do four to six weeks apart. They're going under new management, so we'll be doing a monthly show. So the the new owner said, we love what you're doing. Everyone in the community is buzzing about it. I don't want to take that away from you. I'm like, Oh, I appreciate it. So we're hoping to renovate it. If We renovate this place. It's going to be the, one of the best places around, uh, led dance floors, uh, lights, like the bands are going to love it. It's, it's just going to be crazy. Yeah, if we renovate this place, it's going to feel like you're walking into like Vegas or something.
0: And this is something that's a uh, ticket. You sell tickets for it, mm-hmm. 600 yeah. max facility. 300, if it's 300 people. Oh, 300. I thought you said 600 for some reason. Uh, no, three, just so so it's so 300 people, mm-hmm. and you just do one show? That's it, right? You just do the one. It's not like a double. It's not like two shows or anything like that. You just do one. It lasts all night long. Yeah. And how do people get tickets for something like this?
1: Well, we were going uh, – we use Ticket Spice. They're a really good ticketing service. Uh, we were going through – Spectrum Catering Lorraine dot com. And uh but we're we're gonna have the uh, Laugh Out Lorraine website up for that since the Spectrum was the catering company that leased that had a lease on that uh the Antlers Grand Ballroom. So since the new guy's coming in, we're just gonna make our own website and just say, Hey, we'll direct them there to the dot lorraine.com.
0: So this is kinda like a it's kind of like a public wedding reception with comedy right yes and Everyone it's just once nice. a month yeah so yeah. Like,
1: and it's once a month and that's pretty neat man it's pretty cool yeah it's, yeah. it's so nice to see people dressed up and then uh we do a show and uh we almost do every so far the last three years every october 30th we've done a comedy costume show and people come out creative they're just very creative dressed up i mean it's really nice to see. We had Dr. Evil, the guy had a little, (laughs) little mini me on his pouch, you know, on his (laughs) chest. And then the wife was, uh, you know, one of the, you know the girls that shot the 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 fembot, yeah, right. And it was really neat just to see everyone come out, you know, just dress nice and having a good time. Was that was that like a Halloween thing? Is that what you're, is it? yeah, yeah? We just call it a costume party, you know, ho- costume comedy party. That's what we just call it. So that way. So do you
0: guys do that also here? Is, is it is it something that you're? Uh, is it just this once a month thing, or do you guys have aside from this things like events that come up, maybe holiday related and stuff like that?
1: Well, we're working on. Um, even a, a Cleveland show, we're working on finding a venue. So many people reach out to us and said, Hey, and it helps us because some of the comedians are expensive, but it helps if we had them for the weekend, which they're used to working in the weekend. Like if I get booked somewhere, it's Thursday through Sunday on average. So now if I can get another venue, then this will help me get bigger names. Cause now we can do Friday, Saturday and possibly Sunday. You know, one I'm thinking Friday's, Cleveland, Saturday, Lorraine, Sunday, Toledo. That's that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. So are you at a point yet in your career where
0: where people notice you outside, outside of just – do people walk up to you and be like, dude, I saw you. You forget that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice, uh, it, especially in Cleveland. You know, so big. And I was just walking down 6th Street. Uh, I was on my way uh, – I think I was headed to Tomo or something, and somebody just yelled, hey, Angel Isaac. I thought that was so cool. I'm like, oh. Alright And then uh, in, in my hometown uh, Especially like police officers You oh, know yeah. I brought Michael Winslow Who played a police officer yeah, yeah. So all these guys came out And like Even the captain Like it was so cool You know It was like Hey yeah. You're And I'm like Oh And I'm like Oh I know you Cause I read the papers So it's like you know, you're doing a great job. You Does it get you great. out of any tickets or anything like that? I mean, you, you get pulled over. They're like, don't oh, worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I never worry about it. I leave clubs at night, late at night. So I never worry about it. Um, I get pulled over. And I know they're just doing a routine checkup, you know. Sometimes yeah. it's midnight or something. And then, where are you coming from? Ah, oh, the comedy club. Ah, hmm. oh, what's your name? So-and-so. I'm going to check you out. Drive safe. No problem. Oh, that's and cool. It's just a regular routine. I know they're just checking. Make yeah, sure yeah. I'm not drinking or if I got anything. So it's no big deal. They pull me over. It's no more than a minute. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I think that's it for us, man. Cool. We're out of time. Well, I appreciate you having me. Heck this yeah, was this was really fun. Fun. Heck yeah. fun. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, man. It's good talking to Hopefully you. I got an event in the future and then come back. Well, we'll talk about that.
0: Yeah, and we'll promote you actually all the stuff. So we'll be in touch. We, pro- we have a website. Everything, every Any guests we ever have, we constantly promote them. Everything's promoted through us. So, But thanks for coming on. Thank you. Um. Anybody uh, get a chance to go to the Laugh Out Lorraine, um, the party? It's a party. Yeah. All night. All and night. One-stop one shop. And you and you said, who do you use for a tur- ticket service? Ticket Spice. Ticket Spice. Yeah. So if you guys want to check it out, man, it sounds like it's going to be a blast once a month, and uh, you host every one of them.
1: So. Yes. And we hope to have you out. Put you on the guest list. Yeah.
0: I'd love to yeah. come out. Pat and I will come out and we'll definitely check that out, especially with a buffet and a freaking... The dancing. (laughs) We're real big dancers. All right, guys, we're out of here. Level up Cleveland. We'll see you guys next week.